and welcome to Landscape Photography World, the podcast for everyone passionate about landscape photography. I'm Grant Swinburne and I'll be your host on the show talking to landscape photographers about their motivations, likes and dislikes. This podcast is sponsored by Syncback Pro, the professional photographer's tool to keep your images safe. How safe are your photographs? Or to put it this way, how would you feel if you permanently lost some or even all of them? The fact is, there are very real risks in storing your digital images on a hard drive, even if they're backed up to an external device. There's ransomware, hardware failure, file corruption, virus infection, and even accidental deletion or destruction. Syncback Pro makes this problem go away permanently. Syncback Pro is the professional photographer's tool to back up photographs, images, documents, and data files. Once set up, it keeps your files safe, quietly and reliably in the background. So if problems occur or disaster strikes, you'll have nothing to worry about. Your photographs will be safe. Which is why it's also the backup solution that I use myself for my own photographs. Take advantage of an exclusive 25% discount today by going to www.backup.sg. The software will never expire, meaning your photographs are safe forever. That's www.backup.sg. Give your photographs the protection they deserve. And now, on with the show. Josh Humble is a landscape photographer from Western Australia with an eye for showing the incredible landscapes he lives in. His work spans the deserts and outback scenes Western Australia is renowned for, as well as the incredible seascapes along its extensive coastline. Josh has been lucky to work and live amongst some of Australia's uniquely beautiful landscapes, and his dedication to getting out and showing them to the world is shown in his wonderful portfolio. Very comfortable with either camera in hand or flying his drone to capture the natural beauty that surrounds him, he provides viewers of his work with the opportunity to share in his vision. We discuss how he learned his craft, where his favourite places are, and what he's gleaned from the practice of photography in Australia's outback and remote coastlines, along with a lot more. I hope you enjoy the show. G'day, Josh. Welcome to Landscape Photography World. How are you going? Yeah, well, thanks, Grant. Thanks for having me on. Ah, absolute pleasure, mate. I had you on the list for a little while and very pleased that you've said yes and can take the time out to talk to me a little bit. Why don't we start with who you are and why you do landscape photography? Yeah, look, I'm a father of two young children. I've got a, a six and a 10-year-old. We live in the wheat belt, central wheat belt of Western Australia at the moment. I'm a police officer. I'll probably lose half the followers by divulging that information, but that's life. And so with that job, I move around from town to town. I've In the last few years, I've moved from Tambell up to Esperance, and I'm now in Calabaran in the central wheat belt, two and a half hours from the CBD of Perth. The fortunate side of that is that it takes me to areas that have differing landscapes and environments to allow me to do my photography. I got a little bit serious about it around 2019. Prior to that, I'd always, if I was on a holiday or something, I'd take a whole raft of photographs, anywhere from a few hundred to thousands, and people thought it was a bit odd. And so I never really knew I had a true passion for it until I was posted down to Tambla yep. in, in 2019. And there was a really unique environment down there in that there were pink lakes down around Cranbrook. Yeah. And there was a river in right on the edge of town that was just dead flat. So with the stunning sunrises and sunsets in that area, it just gave me the opportunity to take some really nice photographs, I think. And a few people mentioned that a few of them weren't too bad. So I thought maybe this is something I should take a little bit more seriously. And sure. Yeah. 
I've enjoyed the journey ever since. Fantastic, fantastic. So what is it that started you off on that journey in terms of the the scenery? What grabbed you? Were the lakes or the river or both? Look, I think it was a bit of both When in relation to the lake, the lakes, the pink lakes of Cranbrook and that surrounding area is just the uniqueness of it. Yeah. These are bubblegum pink lakes that I hadn't seen anywhere else before. And the contrast was just incredible and it varied from season to season. Yeah. I thought that was quite spectacular. And, yeah, some of the patterns and textures that you get in those pink lakes as well when, they're, when they dry off a bit are just extraordinary. That really sparked an interest in me and, and in relation to the Gordon River, just that reflection photography, the silhouettes of the trees and, mm. and the reflection off the water was just, yeah, just beautiful. Fantastic. What sort of things are you aiming to express through your photography? Is it the feeling of place or is it something different? Oh, look, I think it's just revealing to people how extraordinarily beautiful nature is. I know that sounds fairly, I don't know, cliche perhaps, but it's just... And a lot of people reside in the suburbs and, yeah, they go on holidays and this and that, but they don't often get to see the types of landscapes that I've been fortunate to to live in amongst over my career. And so to be able to show those landscapes and areas to the wider world and that I get a I get joy out of that. Yeah. How has where you live shaped how you shoot? It's obviously shaped what you shoot. Has it had an inf- impact on the methods and the techniques you're using? Look, I think it has. I think it particularly with the pink lakes of the Cranbrook region, it was very much the top-down type of aerial drone photography that sort of grabbed me. I think I prefer still photography with the camera but i find it very easy and this sounds bad but i find it easy to just get the drone head out yeah shoot it it's a lot easier to photograph to photograph with the drone in my opinion than yeah, it is okay. to try out get the cam you got to be a bit more creative with the still still camera in my opinion yeah. but with the pink lakes and the grass the green grass or the dead grass depending on what time of year to shoot straight down just revealed something that a lot of people don't get to see. They probably do these days because it's all over Instagram. It's a popular subject. (laughs) Very popular. So I guess, yeah, that sort of steered me in the direction of the drone photography. And to this day, that's what I tend to do more of. But I... On the odd occasion when I get the still camera out, particularly with the big zoom lens and the it's late in the evening or something, it just I get quite excited at that because the creativity is endless yeah. with that type of photography, I find. Are you a planner or more spontaneous? In other words, are you going into the field with a concept in mind about what it is that you want to shoot or are you a little bit more spontaneous and just pick and choose as you go? I think it's a bit of both. Some nights I'll think tomorrow I'm going to head out to this location and I'm going to throw the drone out and try and get some unique aerial shots, Salt Lake or whatever whatever it is, an ocean coastline. But other times the weather might change quickly and I'll just grab the still camera and I'll bolt out in the car to see if I can get a lightning strike or whatever else is on offer. But So a bit of both, I would say, but more often planned. But sometimes, yeah, I'll just I'll shoot out. Yeah, nice. How has your style changed from when you first started to where you are now? Oh, that's a good question. I think when I started, it was uh, look, it was more of the, just the point and shoot at a landscape level, 
I think naturally I tried to incorporate the third type, the one, the three, the thirds rule is what yep. I'm trying to say. I tried to incorporate that images, whether that was consciously or not, I don't know, but I think that worked out pretty well more often than not. I think what I tried to do, so when I started out, I did a lot of YouTube research into the fundamentals of photography and I tried yep. to learn different types of photography, whether it be night photography, which I was never very good at, still aren't because I haven't really pushed myself to to learn it. But I've lost my train of thought there, mate. You're right. It's basically around how your style has developed from where you started. Yeah. I felt like my photography was progressing and improving, and I feel like I've been in a bit of a holding pattern for the past, I'm not too sure, maybe 12 months or so. So it might be time yeah. to challenge myself and try something a little bit different, whether it be long exposure, something that you're fantastic at, or some night photography, because I do really enjoy the night photography. I love getting out at night time and I love seeing other people's night photography, but I've never really been able to put it all together and come out with a fantastic subject in the foreground with the night sky in the background. So a bit of work yeah. to be done. Sounds good. Sounds good. In terms of the feeling you get when you're out shooting, can you describe that for me? Oh, it's exciting. It really just excites you, particularly when things are going your way. I think I referred to it. There was an evening in town here in Calabaran a couple of months ago, and it was the sunset was just extraordinary. And we don't get, I thought we'd get more sunsets and sunrises to just blow you away here, but we haven't had a hell of a lot, particularly over the past 12 months that I've been here. But this particular evening, it was just unbelievable. And I had the zoom lens out. There's a few images on my Instagram page of the, this particular sunset, but it just excited me when I just thought, wow, I was like a little kid in a candy shop running around with my camera and trying to get in the right position and lining it up with the landscape and the trees and things like that. I also got the drone out over Bandi Lakes, which is just out of Calabaran a couple of months ago, and I saw something out in the distance, and it turns out it was an old gypsum mine Cart, yep. cart line, yeah, which was really quite unique and interesting. So that excited me when I first saw it. I wasn't sure whether it was an old railway line or what it was, but in the end, I discovered it was an old gypsum mine cart track. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that was just, yeah, really exciting when you come across something a little bit different. I photographed, and this is also on my page some time ago, but uploaded it, but there's an image of a you can make a person's face in a salt lake, in a dry salt lake pan, or at least I can, and I'm sure yeah. others can. When you see things like that, it just blows you away. So yeah. it's really exciting. So where did you learn your craft? Obviously, you said you used a bit of YouTube. Is that your only training or have you spoken to other photographers or anything? No, look, it's, it's really just been self-taught. YouTube helped me a little bit in the early stages. I haven't really taken much from that over the past couple of years but it's just for me it's just a matter of getting out there and seeing what I can see and yeah no I really just taught myself how to do it yeah I think I've got a fair way to go I don't regard myself as a top level photographer or anything like that but I certainly enjoy it and from time to time manage to snag a half decent shot I think so yeah I've got to say the in terms of quality the passion you've got certainly shows through in your work no thanks very much I really enjoy it yeah how do you balance your photography with your work life and family life? Obviously, there's got to be trade-offs made. Are you flexible enough that you can bolt out the door at a few minutes' notice when the 
sunset or the sunrise is going off or, or yeah look, sort of... no i can my partner's really accommodating in relation to that so she'll allow me without kicking up too much of a fuss let me just bolt out if i think there's an opportunity to take a good shot yeah. uh, she's more than happy for me to head out when i first started this journey around 2019 it did become a little bit obsessive so i was heading out every night or every second night and yeah, ed- yeah. editing constantly and it was starting to eat into the family time and the family commitments a little bit but i've taken a step back and now it's i shoot less often and I edit less often than I did, but I've got a huge library to go through, so <laughs> still no huge files to play around with. Fair enough. Uh, How do you balance the desire to create something original and unique with the need to stay true to the natural environment and the reality of what you're seeing? Wow, that's a fantastic question. Can you repeat that, please, Grant? Sorry. That's fine. How do you balance the desire to create something original and unique yep. in your images yep. with the need to stay true to what you're seeing, the reality of the scene? Yeah. Oh, look, that's are you talking about to what extent you edit an image? It might also be choice in contrast and colour and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a brilliant question because people have often said when I've uploaded something to Instagram or Facebook, they've said, oh, is that edited? And to to some extent, I edit every image. I'd love if I didn't have to, but I don't have to, but I choose to. Some I obviously touch less than others, but I try to not go overboard, I guess is how I would put it as how I edit it and how true I keep it to the colours and the contrast and the tones and, and what you're referring to there. So, I, look, I, yeah, I certainly don't try to edit the hell out of them, I guess is one way of putting it, but I do, I do touch them up to varying degrees from image to image, that's for damn sure. Yeah. How do you react when somebody hits you up with, oh, that's been Photoshopped? And it's not. <laughs> yeah, it, it does, yeah. It's, I wouldn't say it's upsetting, but you spend a lot of time getting about, you know, a lot of your time and effort and costs, as you would know, Grant, the fuel yeah, cost, yeah. everything else that's associated with your gear and that's No, yeah, I wouldn't certainly go as far as to say it's upsetting when people say things like that, but it does make you, yeah, I just carry on, so... <laughs> I got accused today, actually, one, one that I posted last night of the Opera House. I got accused of removing buildings, which were never Not there really. in the first place, yeah, <laughs> which I thought was quite a good one. Well, okay, you think I've removed buildings, but... If I'm brutally honest, I don't really know how to use Photoshop that well. So I have removed bits of rubbish in the foregrounds. Yeah, and things, yeah. But I, I think, to be honest, though, that's, that, that's acceptable. Yeah, very, yeah, but very it's acceptable. Hard. As far as any sort of complex tasks on 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 Photoshop, I wouldn't know how. So <laughs> I can just point to the fact that I don't know how to do it. Yeah. I know how, but I didn't need to because yeah, buildings no, weren't I, there in the first place. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought you'd have done that. Oh, that that said, I don't mind doing a composite image now and then, but you know, yeah, yeah. They're few and far between, and most of what I try to do is stay fairly true to to what people are likely to see if they were standing behind or next to me. Yeah, yeah. I think the first image of yours I saw may have been that that one down at the Bustleton Jetty with that striking. Ah, oh, the yeah, the big pink oh, and purple sunset. Yeah, absolutely incredible. 
Yeah, not enough. I desaturated that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's just remarkable. Can I ask, and you don't have to answer, but have you sold many of those or, or not? The Bustleton one I've sold a couple of times, a couple yeah, of times. Beautiful but, image. Yeah, the most popular one, though, that's sold for me is the the Sydney Opera House on a, another red sky morning. But, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I, the Bustleton one, nobody's really commented much on that other than saying, wow, it's a, a brilliant sky. And it was. It just went off and it kept going off. It, that, oh. that sky lasted probably a good 45, 50 minutes at a very high intensity. started off pretty much just on sunset. As the sun went down, there was a nice gap. Wow. And it, it just lit up and it just stayed that way for about 45, 50 minutes. It was brilliant. Well, Got to love those skies. I don't see too many of those. No, it's the best I've ever seen. I doubt I'll see another one. <laughs> oh, oh no. We had one or two while I was down around Tambalup that just hung around like what you're describing, and they just you just can't get enough of those skies. But I'm used to them here in Sydney. They if they do pop in a sunset, it's usually oh, you're lucky if you get ten minutes. Yeah. But uh, sunrise is a little bit better because there's no obstructions. We've got the mountains here in the west. They tend to give it uh, a bit of a bit of a shove towards going dark early. Yeah, oh, just fabulous. I'd love to get over there at some point. What's yeah. the furthest you've been for to get a shot, to, deliberately <laughs> for photography? Uh, that's a really good question as well. Oh, wow. Look, I'll, re- I'll regularly... Not so much now, but certainly before when I was based in the, on the south coast, I'd drive an hour or two to get a photograph of a particular location without even thinking twice. If there was something I wanted to photograph, I'd drive five, six hours. If I really wanted to capture it, actually, there's a place that I've been wanting to get to for quite some time, which is Lake Ballard, yeah. out Kalgoorlie. So that's on my radar. I've just got to find the time. And I was actually half contemplating driving up to Exmouth for this total eclipse, but I, uh, with the kids at the moment, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. There might, might be an opportunity to head somewhere else. But, uh, yeah, look, a couple of hours, wouldn't even blink at that. I yeah. often drive from here to Perth. So it's, for me, two, three-hour drive is, is nothing. But yeah, yeah, no problem. Have you got a favourite spot that you just keep getting called back to? No, not really. Not this. Not in this particular area. I think if I wasn't so lazy and I got out more with my still camera, I reckon I'd find a bunch of beautiful subjects around this area. Yeah. But of late, I have become a little bit lazy and I've gone for my drone. And when it comes to drone photography, there's not too much in this particular area that really excites me. It's yeah. a crop of the phone, it's a wheat belt, so this, it's a wheat belt region. So when the canola comes, there'll be a bit of contrast between the wheat and canola and things like that, but yeah, you yeah. can have so many green and yellow sort of photos, I think. So. Yeah, green and yellow fields, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they do look beautiful. You can get the odd one. Yeah. I think I took one a fair while back and you had the blue and the couple of nice white fluffy clouds, so that looked good. But Yeah, nice. Yeah. But, uh, Microsoft Windows background. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What's your most memorable experience while out shooting? My most memorable experience? Look, I'm actually, when you said that, but I would say I took a sunset and it was was similar, certainly not the same because they never are, but it was somewhat similar to your Bustleton sunset. I took it at a beach just east of Albany, Gull Rock Beach it's called, 
And this sky was just extraordinary. It just lit up and it just there was just striking different colours. Yeah. I've put a few up on my feet over the years of that particular evening. But, yeah, I would say that was just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I think I've seen that one. It's, yeah. yeah. I, sunsets are my favourites, <laughs> all in all, when it comes to shooting photography. Sunsets, sunrises, if I could get out of bed a bit earlier, I'd probably be able to get a few more of those. But I love a good sunset. Who doesn't? But we don't get that many around here, which surprises me, actually. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it does because you've got those sort of longer horizons in those nice flat plains. Oh, yeah, we do get a lot of nice sunsets, but they're not so much filled with clouds. So you get it. Yeah, right. sky just lights up and it's absolutely beautiful, but... Yeah, you, we don't have that much. We haven't had that much cloud over the past 12 months, or that, that high cloud that just, as you know, just... Yeah, makes it pop. Yeah. What about horror stories? You had any uh, any disasters? Look, all I can think of is when we were up, we did a trip through the Gibb River Road last year with a few friends, and there was a couple of occasions there where I would have been walking with my camera and tripod Across some of the waterways with the slippery rocks and things like that. So I didn't lose the camera, but it wouldn't have been too far off on, on a couple of occasions, I don't think so. But other than that, no, I can't really think of too many. Oh, that's good. Some people have some ap- absolute shockers, but yeah, it's, not, it's nice to find people that haven't had too many. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was shooting lightning or trying to shoot lightning not that long ago and it belted down, so I had to get in the car pretty quickly, but it's pretty standard. So no, no real horror stories. What have you learned about? Sorry, what have you learned about the world from photography? Oh, look, it's I've just it's made me realise how unique it is from one location to the next. It is. It's just it just never ceases to amaze me how beautiful the landscape is. I also like shooting. I haven't done it for a long time, but I also really enjoy shooting wildlife, birds in particular. I love shooting birds. I don't think it gets people as excited as the coastline. Coastlines just seems to draw everyone in. I can understand why, but personally, and that's, I know I'm going off the question that you asked, but when you asked something before and it's about whether you stay true to what you want to do or do you to appeal to the masses, and that's something I've wrangled with over over my journey of the past few years because although I love shooting a coastline, and that'll certainly get me the most likes. If I put up a photograph of Esperance every day, that's surely going to win out for me. But yeah, it's yeah. not my favourite form of photography. I, yeah, I, right. I prefer rural sort of photography and things that are a little bit different, but my page would perhaps suggest otherwise when you have a look through it because you've got to, at least for me, it sounds a bit silly, but I think you have to find that balance, I think, yeah. if you want people. Yeah. So went off on yeah. a... No, that's fine. I, th- I think it's important for people to follow and post what they prefer. Yeah. I know from my experience that I do some intimate scenes where I've just taken a shot of a rock or a tree trunk or a section of a tree trunk. Yeah. And absolutely, engagement on those posts just disappears. Oh. Lucky yeah. if I get 50 people liking it or even looking at it <laughs> yeah, but, you um, but yeah i love shooting those and i'll post a banger if i can find one but 
I'm also more about just shooting for me and whatever happens on, online, that doesn't really factor into it for me. No, look, I think that's a brilliant attitude and probably something I should try to take on board a little bit more because I do try to cater to what people like seeing and I think it's best now at this point to start to realise that when I do photographing the coastline, don't get me wrong, I do, but it's not my primary, it's not what I enjoy doing the most, so I think yeah. I need to find out what I enjoy doing the most and go for that because at the end of the day, I'm not making a hell of a lot of money out of this. It's a hobby for me, yeah. so for me, it's I really need to just do what I enjoy, I think, and if people enjoy looking at that, that's great. If they don't, so be it. Yeah, yeah. What's your process in the field look like? You straight out of the car, put the tripod up or get the drone up or you yeah, pretty well. look around a little bit more? Oh, no, look, yeah, it's fairly spontaneous if I'm just – so I might take the kids to a, for a swim because we haven't had our local swimming pool here for the past 12 months. The Shire's rebuilding or building a new one. So we've had yeah. to go out different towns – an hour and a half drive to different pools and so on the way I'll always take the drone occasionally I get a dirty look from the missus but I'll throw the drone in the back and then on the way back I might just the light might be good and I might be I might just say look it's time to pull over I need to throw the drone up and get a couple yeah. of shots I might shed or something in the paddock but you never yeah. know the kid, kids not kids might follow in your footsteps well you never know you never know no you never know so what about when you get back, you've got your card full and you're straight into editing as soon as you get home or do you tend to sit on it and take your time? Uh, I would be straight into it 12, 18, two years ago. Now, not always the case. I think, and if I think I've got something that's a little bit different and you know, I'm really excited to see it, I'll do it there and then or that evening. But now I generally, I'll generally just leave the card there and I'll... Once I've got a few more and I find a bit of time, I'll then load her in and see what I've got and play around. But uh, yeah, certainly not as, it's still something that obviously I'm excited about, but I'm not as as invested fully as I was two years ago. But it was borderline obsession. So <laughs> it's more of a, it's a hobby now as opposed to an obsession, I think. You've, you've got the obsession under control. <laughs> yeah, I've got session under control <laughs> so yeah, i think the family's pretty happy about that so that's good <laughs> it's important when you've got young kids in particular i'm at a different stage of life where mine are all adults you know they, yeah. oh dad's disappeared again <laughs> yeah. yeah no that's uh, the middle daughter says she wants to put a tracker on me though because she's worried that i might fall in the ocean or run down a waterfall or something <laughs> yeah uh, you got to be careful around the the right oh, yeah, absolutely <laughs> Safety first every time. Absolutely. Do you enjoy taking photos alone or do you like to do it with other people? Or that, Yeah, that's a good one. I haven't done a great deal of photography with other people. There's a colleague that lives over in Querity and she's on Insta. I'd give her a plug if I could remember her handle. <laughs> and that's But, look, she takes some good images really nice images she just went to new zealand actually and she cycles mm. south okay. island but we've discussed getting together we just haven't got around to it unfortunately but she went on a photography workshop with nature by nathan i forget his surname but uh, she went with, yep i know uh, you're talking about again i, I can't remember yeah, his surname. Yeah, yeah brilliant photographer and she went with him up yeah. to the somewhere in north of perth and she said it was just fantastic learning experience and was seeing whether maybe we could do something like that together. So we haven't got there yet, but hopefully down the track we'll get the opportunity. But generally, 
it's just my I just go out on my own. And to be honest, I quite enjoy being on my own <laughs> because otherwise I'm at work or with the family. So it's so my time and to get out and just have time to myself and yeah, just focus. Yeah. Focus. Yep. Yeah. Have you ever hit a creative wall? And if so, how do you overcome that sort of challenge? There are any strategies that you have to stay inspired and engaged? No, not really. I have felt that way a couple of times where I just haven't been able to, I haven't enjoyed it perhaps once or twice and I haven't got any really decent images. So I've just left it alone for a while. And then a week or two or three will go down, go past, and I'll grab the drone or the camera and head out and you'll see something different and, and it just inspires me to do it all over again. No real strategies as such, but no, just I'll just give it a break for a little while and then go out again and see how I go. Yeah, nice. Where do you see landscape photography going and what do you see as its biggest challenge at the moment? Yeah, look, I, well, it's interesting, isn't it, because of the social media and the accessibility of drones and how amazing they are yeah it's a really good question because you are competing well not competing but a lot of people are trying to do what others are doing aren't they they've always done that but now with the technology and the platforms it's just so much easier for people to try and do that look i'm not sure i'm not sure where it's going i recently thought about selling my mavic 2 pro and buying a a Mini 3 Pro, just because it's, it's more compact. Look, the sensors, as you would probably know, slightly smaller, but yeah, yeah. I've seen the images from this thing, and it's just they're just incredible. So I've thought about doing that, just to mix it up a bit, see what it's like to fly something a little bit different, newer tech. But I haven't, because of my, my trusty old Mavic 2 Pro seems to do the job pretty well for what I'm interested in. Yeah, yeah. Where it's, what do you reckon? But where do you reckon it's headed? I think the technology is going to keep going. One of the things I'm interested in is where AI and photography starts to merge. I can yep. see phone apps where you could take a shot and, yeah, you've got your filters and those sorts of things already, but I can see things where images are actually going to be able to be altered in camera on your phone through an app that yep. incorporates elements of AI, yep. what they're going to look like and what the those enhancements do or whatever. I think that the creativity of people, though, isn't going to change much because for me, and I get the sense from people like yourself, that urge to get out there and experience life is going to always be there. So I don't think people are going to stop doing photography and no. just find a keyboard and type out a few words just to get an image, though there are people that are seeing themselves as digital artists that probably are more interested in doing that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's the fella on there. Is it Chavero? Yeah, Chavero, Chevron yeah. or whatever, yeah. Obviously, it's all artificially created, but they are stunning images. Yeah. I can't help but like them myself. So, yeah, there's probably a place for both. There's going to be, I suspect, because of the yeah, like, I just saw today the in the news Sony one of the one of their photography competitions that they were running. The winning entry was actually AI created, and the guy coughed it up at the award ceremony, refused to accept the the award, and oh. 
wants the money that he would have won to be donated somewhere else, which is fine. At least he was honest enough to bring it up. For me, I think in terms of competitions and that sort of thing, that's just going to drive more desire to do raw file checking, uh, which basically then takes all of those heavily altered or AI-generated images out of play to a certain degree which probably means that for competitions there's going to be a little bit more of a drive to more naturalistic pure photography yeah that said i I can still see competitions where there's a space or a place for digital art or digitally altered images or enhanced images to have their own category perhaps i think it's really going to be up to the people that are running the competitions to make a decision on what they do there. But from my perspective, I see a place for it. And don't get me wrong, I think some of the images are absolutely amazing to look at. But I also, I'm not certain in my mind that the ownership is potentially correctly attributed because it's the system that's doing the work the person yeah. yeah okay it's not as simple as just typing some words in yeah that's effectively all you're doing yeah you've got to put the right words in to get an image that you're happy with and sometimes potentially you can pull that image out of that and then process it yourself and do other things to it yeah but i just don't know that from a ph- photography perspective that's going to be acceptable in a pure photography competition. To to me, it's where you've actually got to sit down and take a good hard look at how the competition's been run and make a decision on whether or not you're going to enter because you could be up against people that are entering AI. And at some point, AI will create something far better than a human can. 100%. No, I agree. I agree, and I think it should be, if nothing else, at least categorised separately because it is two different things entirely, isn't it? Yeah, it's not photography. No, that's right. It's digital image generation. For me, yep. that, that's where I say, okay, you've written some words, but effectively the smarts and the actual build of the image comes from the system and comes from the developers of that system. That So for me... I think there's, and also all of the images that used for analysis in that process to come up with that image. If you said, oh, I want to create an image in the style of Leonardo da Vinci, for example, you can come up with that and it'll give you something. But what it's doing is it's referencing all of Leonardo's work. Yep. Plus whatever yep. else you've asked it to look at. And it's aggregating those and basically spitting out a result that says, "Eh, this is what you're looking for, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's the way it's all heading. It's quite remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. As I say, I don't see it it as inherently bad. I just, I personally would feel a bit weird about taking credit for the image. Yep. Unless I'd put a lot of work into it in post-production. So taking their image and then done more to it yep yep i'd feel a bit weird about accepting any kind of accolades from anyone even if it was just a a post saying wow that's a great 
image, I'd be going, yeah, but I, all I did was type some words. That's right. So obviously that other fella thought the same thing, which was probably the right train of thought. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What's your favourite thing about being a photographer? Being able to show people what the beauty of the world. I know that it's, I just think that it's just absolutely stunning, the environment, the landscape, weather conditions, they all combine to just reveal images that just blow my mind and yeah. hopefully blows other people's minds as well when they see them. I get a kick out of showing other people things that not for my benefit, so that but just so that they can see what it is out there. What you know, and and it sounds corny, but I say on my website, which is a pretty average website, but in, when I talk about my journey, it says that it might inspire others to get out and have a look at some of these places and. Yeah, that's the truth of it, to be honest. Yeah. What's your least favourite thing about being a photographer? Probably the cost of fuel these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I'm feeling that. I'm an hour's drive away from the nearest beach, and I, I love my beach photography. But, um, yeah, I see that. Oh, yeah, no, that'd, that'd be tough. A bit of a strain. Well, I'm, yeah, no, it is. It's probably the cost of fuel. In all honesty, it probably is that. But. Below, if I enjoy it enough or I'm keen enough, that really won't hinder me in getting out there and doing it. But uh, yeah, what about yourself? Can I ask you what's your least favourite thing about it? Probably, yeah, I reckon it'd have to be getting up at three o'clock in the morning to go and do a you know, 4.30 a.m. Yeah. sunrise shoot. You're more committed than I am. I, I did do it once. I've done it a few times, but only once did I get a really good image, I think, and that was down at Perth. I actually went to Kings Park one morning because I was down there for work or something like that, and I took my camera and tripod. And the forecast on that app that I've got said that it was going to be a pretty good sunrise, and sure enough, it was, and there yeah. was another Another fellow there standing there, and we both looked at each other and thought, geez, how lucky are we to get this? Had the Perth yeah. skyline background, and yeah. it was the reddest of red skies to start with, and then it just, just, oh, it was extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. Got to love it when it does that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's the only decent sunrise I've been able to capture, but I don't get out for too many of them, I must say. <laughs> what advice would you give a teenage Josh? about his future oh look just just have a go at it just have a go at what you love doing it's something that i truly love doing and if it's something that you enjoy as i mentioned early in the piece was that ridicule is probably a strong word but people used to pull the pee out of me from time to time when i'd go on these journeys and take all these photos why are you taking so many photos <laughs> but I, it's something i just love doing but now i've tried to hone in rather than just taking shots of everything. And I try to focus on what I'm trying to take a photo of and make it a half-decent photograph. So yeah, yeah. just have a go for it. Just get out there. And there's nothing better than being out in the elements. And I'm not talking about the pissing rain. You can't beat it. So get out there and just do what you love doing. If you like taking photographs and showing them to whoever you can, get out and do it. Oh, that's great advice. Fantastic. This must take up a fair bit of your time. Grant doing this. Uh, a little bit, yeah. I'm enjoying the process of getting people on board and talking to them, finding out how they think. I'm learning a lot as well along the way, which is great. And I'm also keen to inspire other people to, if not take up photography, to extend themselves and look a bit deeper into their photography. And for me, it's always important 
or it's always been important to understand why you do something. So that's why I focus so heavily in the early part of the, the show about doing exactly that, finding out why people do what they do. Yeah. And for me, I'm just fascinated to hear people's stories as well. Uh, brilliant. I have listened to a few of your other ones and yeah, they are very interesting. Yeah. In terms of time, I've automated a lot of it. So that, that's been pretty good. I just set up templates for stuff and I push a few buttons and it makes it makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, good. No, good on you. I reckon it's great. And I, I'm very humbling to be invited on because... I have seen the list of some of the people you've interviewed and top-tier photographers, someone like myself who's a bit of a amateur at best. It's yeah, a real privilege, mate, to be asked to come on. So thanks for that. No, absolutely. But to me, it's not about whether or not someone's a big name or has a huge following on social media. It's about the quality of their work and it's also finding out, have they got an interesting story? And just uh, trying to explore all levels of photography i've spoken to beginners i've spoken to people that have been in the game for many years and as you said hit some of the top tiers as i say it's not all about hearing from those people all the time i think it's really important to hear from people that have been doing it showing promise and are doing a really good job with their own work and that, that's why I ask all sorts of people on this. It's not, as I say, it's not about any particular level that you have to be at to, to get on the show. <laughs> ah, very good. It's very good, mate. Try and make it a, as egalitarian as possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who do you go to for advice? Ooh, who do I go to for advice? Look, I ask my partner, what do you think of this image? And she'll provide feedback. Yeah. That that's encouraging for me. Sometimes we we have differing views, of course, on, on the images that we look at. But there's some that I'll show her, and I think it looks pretty good. And she'll say, "Yeah, that, that's I really like that one, actually." So that encourages me to think, "Let's yeah. she like." So, so I turn to her, and that'll be about it, really. Okay, cool. Do you print much of your work? I don't print a lot. I've, I did buy a Canon. I forget the model, Prograph or something. It does an A3 plus is the yeah, largest, yeah. which it doesn't do a bad job. So I print a little bit of the work. I've got a few. I've got one behind me here. I've got yeah. a couple more around the house. So, yeah, I've printed a few family portraits and landscape shots. So, yeah, not enough. I, I should print more and just give them to people and things like that. But yeah. it's just finding the time again. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> Who, do you, who else do you think I should be talking to on the show? Oh, I love that question. Can I just have a quick scroll through my... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go for it. Seeing as you, though you're going to edit, look, I, you've got you've caught me off guard there, but I would. there are some that I... Look, I'd have to say that if you haven't already, and I apologise for not... Michael Schweiger. I haven't, West, haven't seen much of his work, but... Look, West Aussie, West underscore Aussie underscore Mick. His name's Michael Schweiger, if I pronounce that correctly. He is someone that I look up to. Very much abstract. He must have been to God knows how many salt lakes and remote areas in Western Australia. I thought I'd seen a lot of WA, but yeah. this guy, next level. So, look, I, his work is just... If you're into the abstract, top-down textured photography he's hard to beat in my opinion sounds good uh, yeah 
yeah, really unique stuff. All right, I've got one more question for you, and for many it's the most important one. Do you like pineapple on your pizza? I do. <laughs> I do like pineapple on my pizza. Excellent. Good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny how that divides the, uh, the photography community and other what, communities. What's the percentage sitting at at the moment, do you reckon? To be honest, I don't know, but yeah. I have promised somebody that on the 100th episode, so we're only a couple of episodes away, on the 100th episode I'm going to do a split. So I can give you a percent, an actual percentage of 100 <laughs> photographers. Yeah, <laughs> Which means I'll have to go back and have a listen and find out what everyone said. Yeah. I do. I'll probably, yeah, no, I will have to because some somebody will go through and do a count back. <laughs> yeah, they all they will. Someone will. <laughs> uh, dear. Well, it's been absolutely marvellous spending some time with you today, Josh. Where no. can people find what you do? Look, they can go to my Instagram page, Humble Art Photography or humbleartphotography.com.au, I believe. Brilliant. Thank you. Good on you. Thanks a lot, Grant. I appreciate the time that you've spent too and, and for the invite, mate. Cheers. No, no dramas. Thanks again for listening to Landscape Photography. I'll say that again. Thanks again for listening to Landscape Photography World. I hope you enjoyed the show and keep listening because I'll be joined by some great guests in upcoming episodes. You can find my work in this podcast at grantswinburnphotography.com. I'm also on Vero, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. If you're interested in buying prints or photography gear or doing a photo workshop with me, these are now on sale on my website. I'm Grant Swinburne. Hope to see you out shooting soon. 